0: Covenant is here again. Join host Pastors Adama and Zama Segbeji for Covenant 2019 with the theme Let My Covenant People Go, with special guest speakers, Pastors Taiwo and Nomti Orekoya from the Fountain of Life Church, Lagos, Nigeria. Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs, Victory Voices, and Vine Song. Dates are 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night. The venue is the Karis Center, West Green Drive, Crawley, West Sussex, RH117EL. Call 07938-494-294 or email info at solutionchapel.org. The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Karis Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019 Let My Covenant People Go The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations In this message you will learn
1: Because remember the human being has his own will and God will never violate our will The moment God takes away your will from you, he's no longer God. You've become a robot. So God gives us our ability to choose in life. That's why he says in, in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19, he says, I place before you blessing and cursing, life and death. Choose life that you may live. So you see, Yes, God will put different things before you, but it is your responsibility to do what? To choose. Well, I want you to prepare your heart because I believe today's message, God is going to use it to give many people here testimonies. So prepare your heart as the word comes in Jesus' name. Tell with me please in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 The book of please put the sound where it was don't change it You've just changed it leave it the way If I don't complain the sound is better So put it back where it was before Amen Romans chapter 12 This month we are fasting, so don't quench the Holy Spirit through your (laughs) son business, please. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 I read. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse two, it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm starting a four part message that I have titled Living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. Amen. And this is part one. Living sacrifice. And this is part one. The Christian walk is a walk of growth, it's a work of maturity, it's a work of moving from glory. To glory It's a walk of moving from faith to faith. It's a walk of moving from grace to grace. And that's how God has designed it. Even the human being, God wants us to move from one level of maturity to another level of maturity. So God expects us on a daily basis as living human beings to grow to grow. And for that to happen, we have to understand the key essential things that will help us as children of God to grow. Remember, you are what you eat. So that means if we're going to grow uh, in terms of how God expects us to grow, we have to eat the right food. We have to eat a balanced diet so that we can be nourished and grow well spiritually. Are you following me? That's why the Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter two, verse seven, the Bible says that, and God formed man out of the dust of the ground and God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living, being or a living soul. So God wants us to be living. The only way you are, the only reason why you're moving around today is because you are living. You're not dead. Are you following me? And so it's important for us to understand without any shadow of doubt that God's ultimate desire for you is to live to the ultimate That's why John chapter 10 verse 10, Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it how? More abundantly. This life that Jesus is talking about is the Zoe life, the God kind of life. And the God kind of life is a living life. It's a life full of life. It's a life full of life. So the scripture we read in the book of Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Paul was writing to the church from verse 1, from chapter 1 to chapter 11. He had written different things to them. We don't have the time for me to summarize the whole of chapter 1 to chapter 11 for you. It's It's your responsibility to go home and read it. So after all of that, Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. You present your bodies a living sacrifice. That means it is your responsibility to present your bodies to God as living sacrifices. It is your responsibility to present your bodies to God as living sacrifice and, and when the bible says present your bodies to god as living sacrifice he's talking about the totality of your human being spirit soul and body spirit soul and body present all of it as a living sacrifice now why was he asking us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice because in time past, in the old covenant, they presented dead animals to God as offerings. They presented dead animals to God as offerings because the requirement for an offering was that you have to slaughter the offering and bring... The 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 blood of the offering or the blood of that animal into the holies of holies. We'll see shortly how it is done. So in those days, they were presenting dead animals. And so when the animal is killed, they will actually burn the animal as a burnt offering. Are you following me? So they were not living sacrifices. But in our case, he's telling us that we have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, he's talking about a sacrifice and he's saying that the sacrifice that God wants from you and I has to be your body. But your body and your spirit and your soul has to be living, not dead. Are you following me so far? It has to be living and not dead. And now for anything to be a sacrifice, it has to be laid on an altar. Mm. Are you following what I'm saying? It has to be laid on an altar. So now how can you be a living sacrifice, be put or placed on an altar that is going to burn you with fire? Because remember, the human being has his own will. And God will never violate our will. The moment God takes away your will from you, he's no longer God. You've become a robot. So God gives us our ability to choose in life. That's why he says in, in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19, he says, I place before you blessing and cursing, life and death. Choose life that you may live. So, you see, yes, God will put different things before you, but it is your responsibility to do what? To choose. That's what makes him God. And that's what makes you a human being. So, he said, I want you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice and look at the requirement it has to be holy. holy. Romans chapter 12 verse one. Number one, that body which is your living sacrifice, it has to be holy. Number one, number two, it has to be acceptable to God. That means God determines the, the tenants of the sacrifice. He determines the conditions of the sacrifice. He determines the requirements of the sacrifice. Are you following what I'm saying? He said, it has to be holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, this is not too difficult. It's your reasonable service. What God is requesting from you is unreasonable. It's reasonable. Mm, Amen. Amen. It's a reasonable requirement. God is not expecting too much from you. He's not expecting something from you that He knows you'll not be able to give. It's a wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So, somebody said, Ah, Pastor, you know, we're living in difficult times. It's difficult to live holy. No? Reasonable service. Amen. It's still possible to live holy. Amen. And for your information, next week is our Transformation Sunday. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Amen. We will see the raw transformative power of God operating in our midst. Amen. Verse 2. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, to this age. When he says, don't be conformed, he's saying, don't take the form of the world. This suit has taken on my form. Anything you put on takes on your form, Right? Now he's saying, do not be conformed. The word conform is two words, con and form. Don't be conformed. Don't adjust. Ooh. To conform means to adjust or to adapt. Ooh. He said, do not be conformed. So let's take, use an example. This is a glass. This is a bottle of water. Somebody said, but pastor, why are you saying we can see? There are some people listen to the message through podcasts. They can't see what I'm saying. So I have to describe it so they can get the description of what I'm showing to you who are here. So this is a glass. This is water. This is the world. This is you. The Bible says, do not be conformed to the world. This is the world. You are the water. The moment this water gets into the world, guess what happened? It takes on the form of the cup. It conforms to the nature of the cup. It conforms to the shape of the cup. It conforms to the habits of the cup. But he says... You are in the world, but don't be conformed to the world. Amen. Amen. He said, how is it possible? Remember verse 1, he told us it's a reasonable service. That means it's possible. It's possible. Jesus said, you are, in, you are in the world, but you are not of the world. Yeah. So you can live in the world and not take on the nature of the world. I used to work in a radio station as a gospel presenter. And one of my responsibilities is to monitor the radio station or certain programs, right? And as a gospel presenter, I believe I only play gospel and I only listen to gospel. But as my task to monitor certain programs that are not gospel, which they play, uh you know Beyonce and, and the rest. <laughs> Wedley musics What are some of them? What's what's Beyonce's latest song? I'm a single lady. I'm a single lady. I'm a, I hope you don't <laughs> sing that <laughs> <laughs> if you sing you're a single lady, you'll be a single lady. Please, don't sing. Don't play single lady or sing single lady. Okay, so let's just say, uh, you start playing, I'm sing a single lady, I'm sing a single lady, I'm sing a single lady, I'm a single lady. What, what's the other bit of the song? <laughs> so, So, even though I'm monitoring the radio station and the songs, I'm a single lady or whatever is playing, my responsibility is just to monitor. Now, the moment I start tapping my foot, and you see, that's how it starts. Now, conforming doesn't start immediately. It's a gradual process. It, oh this, is, this series is going to really transform your life it's a gradual process so the, once the music is playing you start tapping your feet it's, about, it's okay it's music once you start tapping your feet you start humming it then once you start humming it you start singing it the moment you start singing it then you start doing the dance <laughs> praise God Is that how Beyonce does it? How does it? (laughs) And then you start moving uh, some parts of your body that is all supposed to be moved. (laughs) Between your upper chest and your lower body. I don't want to mention the name of that place. Are you following what I'm saying? Now the moment you do that, guess what's happening? You are conforming to the world. You are conforming to the world. So, even as a radio presenter, I was monitoring what was going on on the radio station, but I was not conforming to what was happening on the radio station. Why? Because the Bible says you have the ability to be able not to be conformed to the world. Say amen to that. Amen. So he said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the what? Renewing of your mind. One of the most important things for every Christian to do is to renew their mind. Is to do what? Is to renew your mind. Because if you don't renew your mind... You'll not be able to walk in the newness of God's grace or God's goodness. It says to renew our mind that we may be able to prove that which is good as an acceptable and the perfect will of God. So quick question we want to ask is how do we become living sacrifice? How do we become Living sacrifice. Six things, number one. You must know Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. John chapter 10 verse 14. You must know Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I'm known by my own. You have to know Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. Number two, you must be filled by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter five, verse 18. You must be filled by the Holy Spirit. It says, and do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit is a daily thing. It's a weekly thing. It's a monthly thing. You can't just be filled one day and say that's enough for life. If you have a car, you fill the car with fuel every week or every month, depending on your usage of the car. So, if you are going to become living sacrifices, number two, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Number three, you must be led by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter eight, verse 14. You must be led by the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Sons of God there also means daughters of God. As many as are led, question, who is leading you? What is leading you in life? I remember the first time I went to the, I traveled to the US, to Chicago, and I hired a car, and I didn't know where I was going. There was no sat nav in the car. And I prayed and I asked the Holy Spirit lead me to where I'm going. And the Holy Spirit led me straight to there, to the place I was going. Amen. Not once, twice, to two different places. I know myself. My wife knows me. Even when there's sat in the car, I'll be asking her, which way, <laughs> left <laughs> or right? I could have taken any route, but I asked the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit lead me, and he led me on the right route. Americans call it route. I was shocked when I got to the venue. I said, wow. First one, I thought, thought it was a coincidence. Second one, he led me to the hotel where I was staying without no, no satnav, No satnav because the Holy Spirit knows he's the best GPS you ever need in life. Yeah. Number three, you must, number four, you must walk in the spirit. Galatians chapter five verse 16. Now being led by the spirit and walking in the spirit are two different things. Being led by the spirit and, and walking in the spirit is two separate things. Galatians 5, 16, it says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Say amen. Amen. Walk in the spirit. Don't walk in your feelings. Many of us, we allow feelings to control what we do. I feel like, I feel this, I feel good. No, 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 no! I know I would No, no, no! No, it's not feeling so good. So good. Dun, 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 dun! No, it's not feeling. Oh, he's hurt my feeling. She's hurt my. No, walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit it's time for the church to come back to its place of walking in the spirit there are too many carnal people in the church too many carnal people in the church walk in the spirit be a spirit being as the Holy Spirit where do I invest where do I live where do I stay who do I marry that is walking in the spirit You see a a nice tinglingy lady come. She's very fair. say, ah, this one looks good. The spirit of God is telling you she's not the one. You say, when I see her, I feel goose pimples. And for your information, the Holy Spirit is not goose pimples. I said, the Holy Spirit is not goose pimples. Sometimes when I touch my wife, she'll have ghost people. She'll say, see. And uh, I was, is that the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I said, after 12 years, my touch is still giving you ghost people. I said, Wow, glory be to God. I must be doing something good. Hallelujah. Now, some of you are dead. You don't know what I'm saying. Your husband touched you and you feel nothing. You need a revival. <laughs> you need a revival. You need to be revived. <laughs> I pray revival upon you today. Say amen. Yeah. When I see my wife today, I still have palpitations. Yeah. Two days ago, I was flipping through some pictures we took in Prague. When I saw the picture, one of us, I said, "Wow, I have a crush on my baby." Yeah. Yeah. God. For your information, I'm highly spiritual. So I say, "Is, is crush a spiritual word?" I'm working in the spirit. Yeah. You see, those of you who are too super spiritual, you, you calm down. You, 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 those who behave super spiritual, they are actually those who are in the flesh.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. So walk in the spirit. And when you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Number five. You must live a yielded life. Matthew chapter 27 verse 50. You must live a yielded life. This is Jesus on the cross. The Bible says that Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. He could have decided not to yield. Learn to yield to God. Learn learn, learn how to yield to God. Yesterday, something very interesting happened. You know, um, Saturdays are one of the most delicate days for me. I had to study, prepare, pray, minimum for the day, 12 hours. Minimum. So, whilst I was in there studying and preparing... The Holy Spirit just said to me to call one of the one of the girls because they have to practice their keyboard, and said tell her to practice. But that's one of the common words in the house. It's time to practice. It's time to. So I thought for a moment. I've already asked her to practice several times. So I decided not to. The moment I decided not to, within within 1 minute she went to the kitchen and a glass broke and then she pricked her finger she came crying there's blood and the holy spirit said if you had told her to practice it would not have happened a yielded life not long after that within within maybe 30 or an hour 30 minutes to an hour the holy spirit prompted me again to prompt the elder sister to practice and then I thought oh okay it's okay then also not long after that she also came crying something a junior brother did something <laughs> so you see when you when you live a yielded life to the Holy Spirit he'll help you every step of the way in those two instances the Holy Spirit was telling me if you had yielded you would not have seen this and that and that let's live a yielded life the Bible says that and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit and let me say this while I'm, I'm here living a yielded life is not easy living a life that is yielded to the Holy Spirit is not easy it comes with a lot of responsibility. Because remember, you've had your own will all these years. I love one thing my wife said, that marriage has to be founded on compromise. You were both born from different mothers, different fathers, different cultures. You can't come and say, as for me, this is how we do it, so I'm not going to change my way compromise. So, living a yielded life means Jesus had to cry and yield his spirit to God before God could do the next thing with him. Some of us want God to do something great with us but we are not yielding our life. We are not yielding. We are like Jonah. We are fleeing. God God says go to Nineveh and we are going somewhere else. We are going the total opposite direction. A life of the Spirit is a life of yielding. Yield, it's time to yield. Don't think you know better than God. Young people, young men, young ladies, young girls, young boys, don't think you know better than God. God knows better than we do. Number six, you must walk in complete obedience. To become a living sacrifice, you must walk in complete obedience. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 to 23. Are you getting something out of this? know the background of this story? Samuel told Saul, go and wait for me. I'm going to come and sacrifice. And, no, he was sent to war. And the instruction is destroy everything. Destroy everything. And he came back from the war. And he didn't destroy everything. He came with their fats fat ram, fat cattle, fat sheep, their gold, their silver. He took the booty of the wall. And so, Samuel, the prophet, comes to his house and said, and he said, oh, I've done everything the Lord said to me to do. That's what Saul said to Samuel. And so, just as they were talking, Samuel heard the sound of a bleating sheep (laughs) in his house. And someone asked him, What are these noises that are here? And Saul said, um, I brought them from the wall so that I can sacrifice them unto God. And this is what the Bible says about it. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices? as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Verse 23. Is that verse 23? Yeah. So God wants us to obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah, verse 23 should be there. Verse 23 it says, For rebellion is at the scene of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Listen, the Bible says, rebellion is as the scene of witchcraft. Every time you rebel against God, you're operating in witchcraft. Every time you reject the word of the Lord, God will reject you. Saul lost a kingdom because he rejected the word of the Lord. He lost his kingship. God says do A and you want to do B. God says, don't go there. You are asking God why. He knows better than you. Don't question him. Don't. I know we are living in a generation of why. Why should I not do this? But God says, don't do it. It says for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. So that means when you are stubborn, you are walking in idolatry. If you harden your heart against the word of God, you are walking in idolatry. It said, so because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. I pray that will not be your portion. I pray that you will never reject God's word. God's word is paramount in our lives. Hallelujah. I know I said six things, but let me share a seventh one with you that I believe is critical for us. If we are going to become a living sacrifice, you must be broken you must be broken. Jeremiah chapter 18 from verse 1 to 4, you must be broken. You have to allow God to break you. Because you'll see shortly, or in this series, how that as a living sacrifice, you have to allow God's will to supersede your will. You have your own will, but God says, put down your will and follow my will. Remember, in, in, in doing that, we are able to prove the perfect will of God. The perfect will of God. The perfect will of God. Jeremiah chapter 18, from verse 1 to 4. I read. The Bible says, the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the porter's house and there I'll cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the porter's house and there he was making something on the wheel and the wheel that was made of clay was mud in the hand of the porter so he made it again another vessel as it seemed good to the porter to make it. So just picture this. For the porter to make a clay or to make something of of like a poultry, a pot. He goes to the clay hill, picks up a clay and he breaks the clay into pieces because God cannot make you into anything great if you don't allow him to break you. The reason why he has to break you is because as a living sacrifice, you have your own will. When the fire is hot, you crawl off. You crawl off the altar. But you have to learn to yield your will to His will and say, even though I don't understand the circumstances you are putting me through, let your will alone be done. So the porter has to pick up clays. And he has to break the clays. He has to break them into pieces. And the breaking process is a painful process. Mm. I remember years ago when God called me into ministry. For years I've been running. Running. Because I was enjoying what I was doing. Making money. As a young man making money. Who doesn't want to make money? And God called me into something that I, I, I didn't know where I was going to end one P from. I was crying. It was a breaking process. He took away everything my support system. He took everything away. Everything. I failed my exams not because I was not intelligent, I failed because. My parents didn't pay for my fees, so in the exams hall, they took me out. I didn't write the full exams. Because God knew that if you had done these exams and passed with flying colors, you would have gone to probably Harvard or Oxford. And when I call you, you'll be, you'll be analyzing my call. That is not to say that if you're a university graduates, God cannot call you but God calls different people differently. Yeah. Right. So he took me through a breaking process. Breaking process. Now, let me show you how I got born again. If I had not filled my exams, my brother would not have said, come live with me so that I can help you to rewrite your exam. And whilst I go stay with my brother, him and the wife abused me, maltreated me, and through that process, a lady in the house led me to Christ. Because I was a very stubborn boy then, and the only way God could get my attention is to take away all the support system. So can you see the ways of God? If, if I had passed my exams, there wouldn't have been any need to go stay with my brother and a wife and they abusing me and me having an encounter with this lady who led me to Christ. And today look at what God is doing. Globally throughout the world, God saving me, breaking me during that time has used me to reach and to lead many To Christ. That's how he works. That's how God works. Are you following what I'm saying? So God will take you through that process. Before you can be a living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. Quickly. Please understand. Like we read in Romans chapter 12. This one, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. Holy, acceptable to God. That means God determines the terms of the sacrifice. He determines the terms. We don't determine the terms. Do you agree? He determines the terms. Now, Because this sacrifice has to be holy. Let me show you quickly. In the olden days, they used to offer, like I said earlier, dead sacrifice. Leviticus chapter 22, verse 18 to 20. Leviticus chapter 22, verse 18 to 20. 20. I read, I speak to Aaron and to his sons and to all the children of Israel and say to them, Whatever man of the house of Israel or of the strangers in Israel who offers his sacrifice for any of his vows or for any of his free will offerings which they offer to the Lord as a burnt offering. Notice, as a burnt offering. Verse 19. It says you shall offer of your own free will. So now... To be a living sacrifice, your, your sacrifice has to be free will. It has to be of your own volition, your own free will. No one has to force you. That's why I don't believe in forcing people to come to church. You don't have to force people to be where they don't want to be. Are you following what I'm saying? It says, you shall offer of your own free will a male without blemish from the cattle. Notice the requirement. A male without blemish from the cattle from the sheep or from the goats. Next verse. It says, whatever has a defect, you shall not offer. But it shall not be, for it shall not be acceptable on your behalf. This is so critical. God is saying, if you're going to be a living sacrifice, this living sacrifice has to be done of your own free will. And then next, it has to be done without any defect. Because it says for whatsoever has a defect you shall not offer for it shall not be acceptable on your behalf. On your behalf. Now go with me to Hebrews chapter 9 from verse 11 to 14. We're going to look at how We have to believe in sacrifice that are offered to the Lord. Now I want you to keep Leviticus uh, 22, 18 to 20 in your mind as we read this. So Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11, it says, but Christ came as a high priest of good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle. So think about this picture. Think about this picture of a tabernacle. The tabernacle has different things in it. We don't have the time to go through them. But the tabernacle has three key things. The outer court, the inner court, and then the holies of holies. The holies of holies, only the high priest is permitted to go in there. Only one person. And in the old covenant, in the olden days, the high priest goes into the holies of holies once every year. Now remember Leviticus 22, verse 20, it says, if you offer this a defect offering, it will not be acceptable on your behalf. So that means there is someone who will take that offering And offer it on your behalf. And that's the high priest. Now, for your offering to be offered, what they'll do, this is under the old covenant, they'll bring a goat or a bull. Follow me carefully. This is so important. They'll bring a goat or a bull and confess a whole year's sin upon that goat or on that bull. The head of it, they'll confess all the sins uh, I, I stole my neighbor's uh, pot I stole my neighbor's uh, onion I did this they'll confess a whole year's sin onto the head of that bull once they do that they will slaughter the bull and then the blood will be given to the high priest to go and sacrifice on their behalf in the holies of holies are you getting the picture? Now, before that bull, a confession is made upon that bull or that lamb, they have to examine it thoroughly to make sure there are no defects. Because if there is a defect, even, even though there is a defect on the, on, the, on the lamb, God will not accept it. Now, notice something. God is not looking for... A living animal is dead animal they are offering. They are offering the blood of the animal. But God says, if the animal is defect, I will not accept it." Now, does that make sense. Now if let's say the eye of the lamb is defect, does it affect the blood? Does it affect the blood? No. It doesn't. Now what the high priest takes into the holies of holies is the blood. Not the animal. He takes the blood into the holies of holies. And what happens is the animal is burnt as a burnt offering to God. But God says, if you're going to bring this, I will not accept it if it is defect. So now Jesus has come as another high priest. He has to come as a new high priest to do this all over again because of man's sins. So the Bible says that, but Christ came as a high priest of good things to come with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands that is not of this creation, verse 12, not with the blood of goats and calves under the old covenant, is blood of goats and calves, But in this new covenant, Jesus has to offer his own blood. His own blood. And he also has to go through the same process. He has to be examined. That's why when you read the scriptures, before Jesus was killed, he was brought before the Sanhedrin or the high priest and they were examining him. They have to examine you. And after they examine him, they said, we cannot find no guile in this man. Because he is a lamb without blemish or without sport. Amen. Are you following this? Yes. This is very important. So it says, not with the blood of goats and cows, but his own blood, he entered into the man most holy place once and for all. And for all. Not every year. Yeah. Wow. Not every year. Yeah. But once and for all. Yeah. 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 Why don't you give Jesus a better praise? So, now, what the previous high priests were doing every year, Jesus have to come and do it once yeah. and for all. And look at how he, do, he did it. Having obtained for us eternal redemption. Amen. He doesn't need this. You and I need it. Verse 13. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of Haifa, sprinkling the unclean, sanctify the purifying of the flesh. Next verse is How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot, can you see that? Without spot, because he has to be first examined. In the Old Testament, they have to examine the lamb and confess their sin upon him. Now, in Jesus' case, he examined him his own self and he was without spot to God. And he says, cleanse your conscience from dead works and save the living God. Oh, this is too deep. I don't know if I have the time to explain this. But let me quickly explain this to you. Now, what the Bible is saying here is that Jesus, who is now our high priest, has to sacrifice his own self. Remember, in the holies of holies, what do we take? Blood. Now, in this case, the Bible says that Jesus has to offer his own blood. So, remember, in the holies of holies, only the high priest is permitted to go in there. Two people cannot go in there, only the high priest. So, how could Jesus offer his own blood and still be able to go into the holiest of holies as a living sacrifice and offer himself for you and I? Can you see the picture? Now look at, let's read it again carefully. Verse verse, um, verse 12. It says, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once and for all. Now, if you look at the logic, it doesn't make sense. Because there was no way he could have entered Without blood. So when Jesus was standing outside of the tabernacle, he killed himself. Mm. Nobody killed him. Now what we saw on the cross had already happened before the cross. How many of you remember the olden days pictures? When you take a picture in the olden days, you you have to take it to the dark room you develop the picture in the dark room. And then when you bring it to the light, you see the image. What we are seeing on the cross was already done in the dark room. Because Jesus was slain for the foundations of the earth. Are you following me? So it said, not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood he entered into the most holy place once and for all, having obtained for us eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes, sprinkling of unclean things, sanctifies the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ... Who through the eternal spirit. So at the point where he was sacrificing himself, he's now taking on the form of eternal spirit. Are you getting that? Eternal spirit. He offered himself without spot to God. Nobody offered him to God. He offered himself to God without spot. That's why we have to cleanse our conscience from dead works and serve the living God. And once we do that, we will be able to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. In Jesus' name. Did you receive it? Did you receive it today? Let's give give Jesus some praise.
0: Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless, and solution to the nations. Covenant is here again. Join host pastors Adama and Zama Segbeji for Covenant 2019 with the theme Let My Covenant People Go with special guest speakers pastors Taiwo and Nonti Orekoya from the Fountain of Life Church Lagos, Nigeria Guest artists include Lydia Cobbs Victory Voices and Vine Song Dates are 7th through the 9th August 2019 at 7 each night The venue is the Karis Center West Green Drive Crawley West Sussex rh 7 el Call 07938 or email info at solutionchapel.org The website for more information is solutionchapel.org. Again, that's the 7th through the 9th, August 2019 at 7 each night at the Karis Center. Don't miss Covenant 2019. Let my covenant people go.